the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our Gospel reading today from the Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 7, we're given the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ healing the man who could neither hear nor could he speak. And here's the testimony. Jesus came near the Sea of Galilee. This man was brought to him by those who were begging Christ to heal him. And Jesus took the man aside from the multitude and he put his fingers in his ears and he spat and he touched the man's tongue. And looking up into heaven, Jesus said to him, Ephatha, that is, be open. Immediately his ears were opened and his tongue was free to speak and he spoke plainly. You know, as if it weren't enough to embrace this beautiful and wondrous miracle of our Lord, this miracle of healing, this miracle of mercy, there's more here for all of us than even being in joy of that. Because the church teaches us from the very early on, its earliest stages, that this testimony you're healing of, you're hearing of the healing of the deaf and mute man is really showing us the testimony of Christ's salvation for every single one of us in His mercy by His healing. Look at it. This man was born deaf. He could not receive any sound. And therefore, because of that, he could not speak any words. You see, no language could be received by him. And therefore, he couldn't learn. And he couldn't grow in his ability to communicate and express anything by words. Because just like with all of us, our ability to speak, our ability to communicate to others, it begins with our ability to receive sound and language and begin to understand. Then we can speak forth from ourselves to others in communication and conversation. Let me take you through the church fathers, revealing Christ to us and our salvation as seen in this gospel passage today. I want to begin with St. Ephraim the Syrian. And this teaching I'm about to read to you is my utmost favorite teaching of any of the church fathers describing the incarnation, its reality, the fullness of what it was and for all of us. St. Ephraim the Syrian teaches this based on the healing of the deaf and mute man. That power, which may not be handled, came down and clothed itself in members that may be touched. That the desperate may draw near to him. That in touching his humanity, they may discern his divinity. For that speechless man the Lord healed with fingers of his body. He put his fingers into the man's ear and he touched his tongue. At that moment, at that moment with fingers that may be touched, that man touched the Godhead that may not be touched. Immediately, this loosed the string of his tongue and opened the clogged doors of his ears. For the very architect of the body and creator of all flesh had come personally to him. And with his gentle voice, tenderly opened up his obstructed ears. Then his mouth, which had been so closed up that it could not give birth to a word, gave birth to praise him who had made its barrenness 
fruitful. That's a lot. That's a lot of good. It's a lot of good. And it is the very picture of the incarnate Jesus Christ saving each one of our souls. Through Jesus Christ, the incarnate God, God can now be experienced by us, not just thought about. The power which could not be handled now can be touched, St. Ephraim teaches. And He comes, this Creator, this great I Am, He comes personally to us and He touches us and He opens our ears, meaning He grants us by grace the ability to once again experience our Heavenly Father as we were enabled to when we were once in the Garden of Paradise. And from what we receive from each and every tangible encounter and experience, the tongue of our soul, if you will, is loosed. And we can express through us the one who touched us, the one who healed us, the one who revealed himself to us. Through Christ, we touch the divine. Through Christ, he opens our ears for our reception of all that God is in his kingdom. And through Christ, we now show forth through our very life the divine life and the divine nature of God to all of those around us. And I want you to make a connection this morning with something. The truth being expressed here today is a truth that occurs and we see it. And the person being baptized experiences it in the baptismal service of the church. In that baptismal service, with every soul that comes to be baptized, the priest puts his hands on the ear of that person guess what he says? He says the very words of our Lord Jesus Christ, Ephatha, that is, be opened. Why? Because through the sacrament of baptism, it is the way the soul is brought out of the old and into the new, and in the new and everlasting covenant by our great high priest, Jesus Christ, who engrafts us into himself. Through baptism, our Lord is actively doing what he did for the deaf and mute man. When the hands are placed on and the finger goes in and the words are spoken and the person is baptized, the ears of our very soul are being loosed. In other words, the soul is being reopened to its original state. It's being reopened to behold God. No distance, no blindness. Open access to fellowship with the divine creator as it was in the beginning so that we could, as we were destined to in the beginning, grow in his likeness from each and every experience that we have. And because we now receive him and have these manifestations of him to us, revealing himself to us through baptism, everything of him in us is loose to go forth from us that it might touch others who are deaf and mute and they might hear and receive and their tongue might be loosed. I love how St. Gregory the Great puts it. He says, The Spirit is called the finger of God. When the Lord puts His fingers into the ears of the deaf mute, He was opening the soul of man to faith and every gift of the Holy Spirit. We all, my friends, were deaf mutes until Christ our God tangibly and lovingly restored our ability to hear and thus to be able to speak clearly again. In the same chapter of our epistle reading today, which is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 
St. Paul shares the same results that we see with the deaf mute. He just does it in different words. A scripture I used just weeks ago and often in this parish. Where he says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. There it is. Listen to it. We are enabled to behold Him and to receive into ourselves every good thing of God and His kingdom in that blessed fellowship. And then we leave that place shining, projecting out, manifesting out of us the goodness that we've received from God. That's our life as Christians. That's our salvation. To put it back into St. Ephraim's teaching, into his words, what Paul is saying, God who could not be touched, our creator, the great I am, he has already come personally to you and to me. And he has opened our ears to grant us that further encounter with him where we truly learn from him again. And the result is again we are loose to share that divine with all around us. What is our cooperation through this life in all of this that we're seeing, all of these truths? We need to live a life keeping our ears unclogged and open to hear and receive God from God. There are so many things that we get entangled with and deceived to move towards that clog our ears again where the Lord has to put his hands back in and he will when we come and repent. There's so many things that clog our ears. Let me mention just two. And this is by far not exhaustive. But common to us all, I think. The first is this. Our idolatry deafens us. Our idolatry deafens us. We discussed earlier this month that we were created, we were literally built to pursue God and His glory and to be clothed with that glory in our own lives. And any time we pursue anything else other than God in an attempt to become or in an attempt to bring salve and rest to our restless souls, that idolatry deafens us. It deafens us. All of our fallen patterns, all of our besetting sins that come from those fallen patterns, all of our addictions, they deafen us to the reception of divine and Christ's holy work for our salvation. So our idolatry deafens us. And there's something else. The second thing I'll mention, and this comes from last week's parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. I spoke about this just this last Wednesday at noon mass, but we need to look at it again, maybe a little bit more in depth. Last week, our focus was on the humility of the tax collector, which the Lord graces us to become. But the Pharisee shows us something equally important on the opposite side that we must avoid. The Pharisee shows us something important about yet another way that we can deafen ourselves to this experience of Christ. The Pharisee, if you remember when he prayed, he prayed like this, that I thank God that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and this tax collector. What is Christ trying to show all of them? problem with the Pharisee and to us. The Pharisee's focus, all of his energies 
were all directed and spent on considering the fallenness of others. All of his time, all of his prayer, all of his energy was focused on anything but the thing he needed to focus on the most deeply, his own soul. It was focused on the fallenness and frailties and weaknesses of others. And make no mistake, we can fall into that daily, in every moment, quite frankly. We can fall into that. Turn on the news for five minutes, you'll fall into it. I promise you. I promise you. When we find our attention and our energy going against pointing the finger at all the brokenness and getting upset about all the brokenness of everyone and all the things around us. And to give you a few examples, I'll just run down a list. I know it's affected me from time to time in my life. I promise you it probably has you as well. When we look and the president that we didn't elect is acting certain ways and doing certain things, what rises up? How dare he? I didn't vote for him. It's his fault. We do it with governments. We do it with rulers. We look and we point out their deficiencies and our energy level is spent upon that. When we're overwhelmed with negative emotion and anger and duress over all of the corruption and the disorder and the dysfunctions that are arising like a volcano in our culture all around us, we tend to get upset, we tend to get afraid, we tend to get anxious, we tend to get all these different things because where's all our energy pouring? The fault of others. The fault of others. We even do this. We point out the faults and we get upset about the faults of hierarchs and clergy and the governance of the church. We all fall to this from time to time. And then... As well, our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, when their humanity rubs up against my not yet healed humanity, all of our energy starts going on a focus towards them. And make no mistake, my friends, that when we are consumed with all of these emotions and energies going towards our perception of the fallenness of others, the volume of that noise makes us deaf to the divine. We make it impossible to hear and receive the holy and the good and the greatness of the kingdom of God in our lives. Because we have no decibels left for it. We've crowded it with all of this noise. Always remember this. Christ and his church have forever taught us this. If we want anything. If we want anyone in this world to be changed and transformed, we don't need to focus on their brokenness. We need to focus on the healing of our own soul by Christ. And that is the only thing that has a chance of bringing any salvation and healing and mending to this world and those around us in this life. We look inside our own soul where there the brokenness and sinfulness can be met with Christ and his kingdom and healed and transformed and redeemed because we've received and now we can express. Now we can express. It's like St. Seraphim of Sarah said, you, me, acquire the Holy Spirit, not the unholy pointing and accusing, acquire the Holy Spirit and 10,000 around you will be saved. Why? 
because like the deaf mute, the Lord has opened our ears to receive all of his goodness and to shine forth and minister that goodness like living waters pouring out of us to others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.